there. Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Norderman, and I am so happy that you're joining me today. On today's episode, I'm talking all about credit scores, what they are, why they're important, and what they mean for business. If you're ever applying for credit, whether it's a loan or a credit card, the lender or bank will ask if you meet their requirements. And the first stop on the approval train is a credit score inquiry, which means they'll request your credit score from the credit bureaus. When you do submit an application, you want to get the best possible terms on your loan so that you can buy more with less and have it cost less too. When I bought my first house, I kind of knew about credit scores. I knew that it was a thing and that if I had a good score, I could get a good loan. Unfortunately, I didn't really know how they worked and how to get a good credit score. When I entered the application process, it was really the first time I'd ever seen my credit score. And it was okay. Not bad, but not really great either. And because of that, I had to get a special type of loan that had a higher interest rate and required me to pay for mortgage insurance. Womp womp. But it put credit scores on my radar. And I've been able to optimize my score to the low mid 800s, which is about as high as you can get. Maybe you are like I once was. You know it's something you should take care to protect and improve, but you don't really know where to start. Now, you may be thinking, Abby, I'm busy. I don't have time to think about it now. Don't fall into this trap. Winning with your credit score is a long-term game. If you procrastinate, you may procrastinate until it's too late for you to improve your score before a credit application. It's really something to stay on top of and build healthy credit habits into your everyday lifestyle. You shouldn't have to settle for crummy loan terms or high interest credit cards when you could have been prepared for your credit application. So what is a credit score? It's a measure that lenders use to determine how likely you are to repay debts. It affects how much you can borrow, how long you can borrow money for, and how much the interest rate will cost. Now, scores above 670 are considered good, and scores above 800 are exceptional. Your credit score is calculated only from the information that is on your credit report. And you get your credit report from the three major credit bureaus, which I have links to all of those in the show notes. However, lenders may ask for other info like your annual income or your job history. So your credit score and your credit report aren't the end all be all. Just because you might have a lower score or some dings on your credit report doesn't mean that you can't qualify for a good loan or, you know, end up with a credit card with a less than appealing interest rate. So there are five measures that go into a credit score. The first is payment history. This is the most important factor to calculating your credit score, and it accounts for about 35% of the score. And what it's telling the lenders is, have you paid your past credit accounts on time? And types of accounts considered include 
revolving accounts like credit cards or retail credit accounts. And they also include installment type accounts like loans or mortgages. So the older items and the items with small amounts will count less than recent items or those with larger amounts. A late payment is usually reported to the credit bureau when you are more than 30 days late on a payment. So how late you are on a payment will adversely affect your score. If you're only 30 days late, one time, not really a big deal. But if you're consistently late multiple times for 30 days or more, it'll start to show that you are 60 days late, 90 days late, and you definitely don't want that on your credit report. So how late you are on a payment will definitely adversely affect your score. Now, the amount of money still owed on any delinquent accounts will also be taken into effect. So if you have a credit card balance that's overdue for $100 versus a couple thousand dollars or more, the larger amount is going to take be taken into greater consideration for your payment history measurable. Then they're also going to look at the number of past due items. So if you're only late once, like I said, no big deal. But if you're late many times, then it's going to stay in your report and they're going to count those up. The next thing that they'll look at under your payment history is the amount of time between delinquencies. So if you're late once and then you're not late again for another couple of years, they're going to take that into consideration that you know, it's just like an accident, one-time thing. I know it's happened to me where I thought I had my auto pay set up and it wasn't and then I ended up with a late payment. Versus if you're late every month, they're definitely going to be taking a hard look at that. Next thing that they're going to look at is the number of accounts that are being paid as agreed. So if you have multiple credit accounts, like multiple loans, multiple credit cards, and if you're late on all of them, that's going to be a big red flag for them saying that you're at risk for not being able to pay back the loan that you're applying for and that you're in some kind of financial hardship. Whereas if you have lots of accounts and you're only delinquent on one of them, uh, they're going to be a little bit more understanding and it's not going to hurt your score as much. So be sure to always pay your bills on time, set up automatic payments whenever possible, and make sure to get current as soon as possible on all of your accounts. So the first thing that they look at is your payment history and it's the most important one. The second thing that they'll look at are the amounts owed. This is the second most important factor in determining your credit score and it's probably about a 15% or so of the portion of your score. So this is really asking how much debt do you have in total and it indicates if whether or not you are overextended and if you're likely to miss payments. So having debt doesn't automatically make you a high-risk borrower. You can have multiple loans and multiple credit cards already out and still be able to qualify for a new line of credit and get good terms on it. What's looked at under this amounts owed measure is the amount owed on each account. So they're going to look at each one individually and see how much you owe or what the original loan amount was. In addition to looking at how much that you owe on each of your accounts is going to consider how much is owed for the different types of accounts. So it's going to look at the total amount that you owe on credit cards and the total amount that you owe on loans. The next thing your credit score is going to look at under amounts owed is 
how many accounts have balances. You may have credit cards that you don't ever use and might have a zero balance and that's okay. But you may have balances on all your credit card accounts and that will be weighed in as part of this factor. Then they're going to calculate your credit utilization ratio on revolving credit, otherwise known as your credit cards. So it's going to take the amount that you owe versus the maximum amount that you can borrow and compare that and come up with a percentage. A low credit utilization percentage will have a positive effect on your score. So it really pays to pay off your credit card balances in full every month. And on the flip side, looking at loans, the amount owed credit score factor is going to look at how much of your loan is still owed versus the original loan amount. So if you've paid off a a large portion of your loan, that's going to look a lot better to potential lenders. Basically, at the end of the day, what this amounts owed factor is going to show is that you are able and willing to repay lenders and they like that. So you're more likely to get really great terms on your loan or a lower interest credit card. So then the next factor is the length of your credit history. Generally, a longer credit history will increase your score, just like a fine wine. So you want to look at how long your accounts have been open. It's going to look at the age of your oldest account. We're going to look at the age of your newest account. And it's also going to look at the average age of all of your accounts. The length of credit history is also going to look at how long specific accounts have been open. So if you have an account that has a really large balance on it, they might look at that one in particular and hold it under closer scrutiny. It's also going to look at how long it has been since the account has been used. So if you have lots of accounts that haven't been used for a while, it's going to take that consideration into the length of your credit history. Moving into the next credit factor, the fourth credit factor is credit mix. And this is going to look at the types of credit accounts that you have. So it's going to look at your revolving credit and then it's going to look at your installment credit. So your credit cards versus your loans. And it's looking at your ability to manage different types of accounts. You don't necessarily have to have accounts for all credit types, um, but it is going to take this into consideration. And then the fifth and final factor that your credit score looks at is how much new credit you have. So it'll be looking at the number of new credit line items you have and also the number of credit inquiries that are on your report. Credit inquiries in general typically ding your score a little bit. Now, lenders will want to know if you've opened a lot of new accounts in a short amount of time, which is why they look at this. If you are requesting a lot of credit in a short period of time, this is a sign for them that you are under some kind of financial hardship and it's going to make it less likely for you to qualify for that line of credit. Now, inquiries stay on your report for two years. And they do take into consideration what they call rate shopping. If you are trying to qualify for a new loan and you're talking to several banks and you want to get the best possible loan uh, that you can, and you have, and each of those banks does a credit inquiry, your credit score is going to look at that and take that into account. 
and they're going to know that you're not applying for all sorts of loans. You're really just applying for one, um, and you're trying to find the, the best product that works for you. Also, checking your own credit score does not affect your score at all. You can request a copy of your credit report for free once a year from each of the three major credit bureaus, which I highly recommend you do. Um, and then closing an account doesn't remove it from your credit report. So if you have an account that maybe you have lots of late payments on and you want to get rid of it, um, just know that that's going to stay on your credit report until it falls off of the review period. So those are the five factors that go into calculating your credit score. And to recap them real quick, it was payment history, amounts owed, length of credit history, the credit mix, and new credit. If you're a business owner and have a business, your business credit score is separate from your personal credit score. A lot of people don't know this as they go into business. So like your personal credit score, your business credit score is also going to help you get good terms on a business loan or a business credit card. And usually your personal credit score is connected to your social security number and then your business credit score is connected to your federal employer identification number. Now, business scores are calculated on less factors, primarily looking at your payment history and the amount owed. You can legally run a sole proprietorship with personal credit, but is not advisable. Doing so will put your personal interest at risk should you find yourself in financial trouble. Plus, from an accounting perspective, your business is considered a separate entity. So it's always good to keep your finances separate and your bookkeeping separate for both of your, your personal finances and your business finances. And then when applying for business credit, often lenders will look at your personal credit report along with a number of other factors. They use your personal score to try and determine how trustworthy you are. So it's important for you to protect and improve your personal credit score for your business. Your business score can also affect your personal score depending on your lender and the terms of the loan agreement. For example, if you sign a personal guarantee uh, and if you are unable to pay back that loan, with business funds, then you're going to fall back onto your personal assets because you signed a personal guarantee. The connection between business credit and personal credit is nuanced. Therefore, it's of great importance to separate your business and personal finances. Plus, keeping them separate is going to really simplify your bookkeeping and make it a whole lot less complicated. But also, it can help protect your personal assets and liabilities and actually improve your business loan and credit prospects. So I threw a lot at you in this episode and let's recap everything that we've gone over. First, we talked about what is a credit score. And a credit score is a measure that lenders use to determine how likely you are to repay your debts. A good credit score will help you qualify for larger loan amounts, longer payback terms, or lower interest rates. Your credit score is based on five measurables, including payment history, amounts owed, length of credit history, credit mix, and new credit. Business and personal credit scores are separate, 
but connected in complex ways. And it's best to keep business and personal finances separate and protect the credit of each respectively. So now I want you to go request your free credit report from each of the three major credit bureaus. If you don't, you're not going to be able to understand what areas you need to work on to improve your credit score, which can mean qualifying for less money, shorter payback terms, or higher interest rates the next time that you apply for credit. However, managing your credit score when done correctly will result in better loan terms, which means bigger cash savings and more purchasing power when it's time to make a big investment. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should know what your credit score is, why it's important, and the five measurables that make up your credit score, and the difference between your personal and business credit scores and how they play off one another. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm reviewing the tax credits and deferrals available under the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, otherwise known as the CARES Act. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.